Hello and welcome back to the On Mission podcast. I am joined as always by my faithful co-host and friend, Rick Nicely, our senior pastor and lead elder. Rick, how are you doing today? Man, it's been a great day to stay on my screen porch with the rain, but it's been a productive day. Thank you awesome. for Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I've spent some time on the front porch watching the rain, reading a book. Uh, it's it's yep. been a pretty good day with that. I have really enjoyed all of our elder podcasts up until now, but this one is going to be very special to me because today we're talking of two of my friends that I have known for 35 years. So probably only Lindsay can match the number of years that we've been friends. We'll unpack that relationship later, but the first thing we want to do is start with our question of the day. So the question is, I guess I should, you should share your name. I, I kind of skipped that part. So Jose Vasquez, our newest church elder, and his lovely wife, Mary, our guest today. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Good, good. Good to be here. All right. Our question of the day is, if you could have a private jet pick you up post-coronavirus and take you anywhere in the world for a vacation, where would you like that private jet to take you? And so we will start with our guest, Jose and Mary. Jose? <laughs> my answer is different than my husband, so go ahead. You asked you ask two island kids. <laughs> they want to go. If they had a private jet, the beach. Okay. There's <laughs> Which a big, beach? Any beach. Any beautiful blue beach. Well, that's not going to cost us much money. Rick, we're going to save on this private jet because it's only taking them like oh, five a, miles to the beach. Yeah, we yeah just wait no, till Mary. No. My, my beach is on Oahu, Hawaii. It's nice. called Lanikai Beach. It's a, it's a private community. It's wow. rated the number one beach in the world several years in a row. Wow. And I would love to rent a house there and take my entire family. Did you grow wow. up near there? Is that why it's special it's, to you? It's just... Yes, I grew up in that town. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Wow. Well, actually, sister town. Yeah. Awesome. I grew up in Kailua, Hawaii. And Lanikai is a small community inside of Kailua. I'm jealous. I mean, I, I think everybody loves the vacation there, and you got to grow up there. That's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Rick, how about you, brother? Man, that, that makes me want to change my answer right there. Uh, I have never been to Hawaii, but I imagine it's breathtaking in every aspect. Man, I've always wanted to go to Alaska. So I think uh, somewhere I can see the beautiful mountains, so Cap Mountains, but also maybe Bebop Stream uh, with some big salmon in it, something along those lines. I think I'd love to do that. Yep. For me, I continue to promise my wife that at some point we are going to go to England. So if I answered anything other than the private jet taking us to London, that would be a fail on my part as a husband's. But I would enjoy it as well. I'm a fan of Arsenal and the Premier League, so I'd get a chance to see some of the, the awesome sights we've seen just in movies and TV shows and, and hopefully get to catch an Arsenal match before we left the island. Rick, I want to start with you. Obviously, we are introducing uh, the first of our two new elders, and I want to ask you, what was it that you, what was like going through your mind when you decided we wanted to call some new elders to add to the original three we've already, we've already talked to? Yeah, so when we first um, planted uh, spots with a Lady Smith, which is going to be River Rock Church, Carolina, uh, we really came up with this number five. I was debating between five and six. I was doing a lot of reading, asking a lot of guys who had planted churches what their thoughts were. So a lot of teams were much bigger than that. Other teams were smaller than that. We really wanted to start out with five, and we, we asked five. Only four accepted that, and then we ended up losing one of those within the first year because, uh, as we mentioned last week, Dick Parker went back 
to Maine and then has since planted uh, Spotswood West. And so we knew we were kind of deficient already, uh, just kind of waiting for the right timing. Um, and um, Jose had really been there from the very beginning. I'll, I'll, I'll save that for a, a few minutes, but I've known Jose for 15, him and Mary for 15 years. Uh, but really knew we wanted to add to that number. And uh, I gleaned off Vic because he had already um, had his elder team. He said he started with six, uh, plus him would have been seven. And, uh, in fact, they're adding. If not, they've already added to their number. So uh, I knew I wanted to bump that number up to six, prayed about it, talked with the elders about it. And so that's kind of where we wanted to hit was that number six plus myself, which would be seven. because. The amount of work and the amount of load that all the elders were taking, uh, just three plus me, were a lot. So we knew we needed to lighten the load a little bit as far as that. So that's why we wanted to unwrap uh, several more elders. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Jose and Mary, in 1985, my dad was moved. We, we called a permanent change of station, uh, was sent to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. I think you'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think you were probably about a captain then. And, and I didn't even know what a captain was. It wasn't like I knew uh, Captain Vasquez, but uh, our families uh, were friends and we all met at a, a church called Enon Chapel Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And so tell me, were you, I know that you met Mary at Hawaii. So did you come to North Carolina from Hawaii? Talk to me about how, you know, tell me a little bit about uh, where you'd come from and, and tell me your story. So I was born in Puerto Rico. Um, I was blessed to have a grandfather and a mother and a grandmother who loved the Lord. Uh, so my from the early, early um, time in my life, I lived with basically champions of their faith, and uh, they taught me everything I know. I was a little rebel. I loved science, and um, that kept pulling me away. But at an early age, uh, my grandmother shared with me the story of Solomon. and. Uh, Anyway, through those stories, I started to embrace what God had done in the, in the life of people. And, um, and as I watched the struggles that my parents have in their marriage, I started to see how he worked in very difficult situations. Anyway, one story short, um, I grew up, I got baptized at 13. I was pulled into it, totally unexpected. I'm sitting in service, a pastor starts preaching, and it was just like it was speaking to me. After that, um, I ended up in college military school that I had no business being in because I didn't have <laughs> money, I didn't have a training, and um, long story short, I ended up in the Marine Corps, and God has been blessed me, blessing me um, ever since, and uh, after a long romantic period of dating my wife for, for a very long time, uh, 10 days, I proposed, <laughs> I married, and we left seven day, seven weeks from the day we met. And uh, that was 31 years ago, going in 32 years. So you were a pilot in the Marine Corps. So yep. assuming you started out in probably Florida. And then so was Hawaii your, your next duty station after well, that? That's my first duty station, yeah, Hawaii. So I was stationed there for almost three years before I met Mary. So the Marine Corps issued me one wife. And I took the property, signed the property papers, and we got married. I think we know it was more divine than that because Boy, the, Marine Corps, the Marine Corps would not give you such an amazing wife as Mary. So that was only by the grace of God that you somehow stumbled into Mary in Hawaii. That, that's completely in God's, yeah. uh, God's hands. It is. He'll tell it you was. his version of it, but this is my version. Okay. 
My version is that I was running down Lanakai Beach, and she was sitting there, and I said, that's it. We'll tell her the story. Oh, you, you, you're doing the clean story yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we met in a Singles Fellowship in church. And unlike Jose, I was saved very late in life at age 26. And I actually um, had gotten saved six months before I met him, before God brought him into my life. And that in itself was a story because my friend who never gave up on me invited me to church for an entire year. And at, at a year's point, my life was in turmoil and I accepted And that day I sat in church. I heard the gospel for the first time, and, and I, I felt saved that day. I, God grabbed my heart from day one. And um, this same friend, who was also in the military, said, um, we were very close, and she said, they were getting orders to leave, and she said, I can't leave this island um, without, I'll, I'll either have to take you with me, or I'm going to have to pray for a husband for you. <laughs> and so she got four of her Christian girlfriends and they prayed for a husband for me for six months. And Jose showed up one day in singles fellowship. And, um, from that day on we dated, we met and then he asked me out and we dated for 10 days and he proposed on the 10th day. And here we are almost 32 years later. Now, now how many days after those? So what was the time period after the 10 days for, till you got married? Seven weeks. Wow. So we, and then we left the island three days later for North Carolina. So we were newlyweds when we met your parents, your yeah. family at yeah. Enoch Chapel. That, yeah. that was our first church as, a, awesome. as newlyweds. That's awesome. Rick, and you, you haven't quite known Jose and Mary as, as long as I have, but you served with them for quite a long time. Tell me about serving with Jose and Mary uh, in the high school ministry when you're the high school pastor at the big campus. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, that story is amazing. I, I think I've heard it before, but I'm not sure. Uh, my parents did something very similar. I think theirs was six or seven weeks, and they've been married for 60-plus years, so I know you guys are going to make it. Uh, hey, you know, Jose and Mary have been friends really from the very beginning. We got here at Spotswood. Um, you know, I got hired in 2005, started in January of 2005. And uh, I think Charlie, their oldest, was a freshman then. Yep. And uh, Vicky was an eighth grader. And so right away, uh, <laughs> Jose may tell you this story later, but what happened was I just started recruiting like crazy uh, leaders. And for some reason, his class tended to be the class that I was recruiting from the most and didn't know it. Uh, yep. And so all these people started volunteering for our student ministry. His class started shrieking. He said, what's going on? So instead of fighting it, he just burned the ships and joined us. So yep. him and Mary, him and Mary uh, jumped in, I think within the first six months or eight months I was there. And, uh, and they just became, quickly became not only leaders, but incredible friends. Um, and I have just been blessed by them. They've always served really hard, always been faithful, always had servants' hearts. Uh, the things that, uh, you know, Jose is just – good administratively uh he's good because of his gift sets but also i'm sure the marine corps had a lot to do with this he just jumps in there and does whatever's needed uh, mary's always had a servant's heart always had um a mission mindset and always went after those uh kids those people that are kind of 
the, the least and the last. I've always seen her take great care and loving on students. And we served together for, I guess, about uh, 13 years together there. And so it's just been a huge blessing uh, to them, uh, to, to us in our ministry over the years to us. So that's what I've seen. And he's been through a bunch of battles with me, you know. You think about from a Marine Corps standpoint, when you go to war, um, you know, you have this bond. And we've all been together through some spiritual warfare and through mm -hmm. some spiritual battle, both in our families and those families we minister to and with. And, you know, God's just brought us closer together through it. So I love them uh, like brothers and sisters. And uh, my wife and I just love them dearly, and they're, they're very special to us. I want to follow up with a couple of questions based on what Rick shared. I want to start with you, Mary. You and I had talked earlier this week, and you said that Rick inspired you to get involved, and I think it was a program called E3, and your story yeah. that you told me was just, it was incredible. If you could just share that with us. Sure, sure. Um, at one point, um, Rick had asked all the leaders that if they could, to start some kind of service project with the kids. And at the time, I had been um, serving and um, volunteering at a non local nonprofit in Fredericksburg called E3 Kids, which the, e the three E's mean equip, equip, empower, educate. And they were raising school uh, money for a school in Mombasa, Kenya. So they, they had just started and um, taking volunteers. And so I asked um, Carol Turner, the, the lady that founded it, and I asked her if she could use some volunteers. Um, and she ran it, the nonprofit, from her home. So a lot of these kids, all the parents work. So I would pick them up after high school and take them all there, bring, feed them, and um, we'd volunteer. And then I'd take them all home. Um, and I did that for almost five years. With, I had a great group of girls. And uh, we were very blessed to buy the experience. That's awesome. So take me back, Jose, to I guess about a little over two and a half years now, and maybe it happened before that, but we start talking at Spotswood about planting a church. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about uh, the first you heard of the church, and then at some point you as a couple made a decision to, to go all in and serve down in, in Caroline. You know, um, <clears throat> it was a difficult decision. You know, we were integrated within our church. Uh, it was a challenge. Um, you know, sometimes we think of uh, picking churches or, you know, what's best for, for you. And uh, sometimes God puts you in positions that is uncomfortable. And, uh, and this was. Um, we had a well-established uh, community at Spotswood. We loved it there. We had a, a uh, Mary can tell you about this. We had a good Sunday school we were going to. Um, but uh, there was a study uh, that we did years ago by Henry Blackaby. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he talks about is about this crisis of belief and, and this other concept of, um, you know, joining God where he's at work instead of mm -hmm. creating something new. And we have been at Spots for a while, so it's not new to us, but, you know, it just felt that this was an opportunity where God was at work. And uh, it started with me kind of engaging with Rick um, and just, you know, from doing little things to getting more and more involved. And then uh, for Mary, uh, it was a question of, it was a hard decision, especially for her, because she was leaving her support group. And I was, and she can talk more about that than I can. But, um, you know, but there was something about going on mission 
within Virginia. Because to me, Caroline is a very special place. Uh, it has amazing people. Um, there is so much history down there. And uh, their churches, uh, one thing that, that concerned me was that I heard that churches were not growing. So you know, I'm, I'm not saying we are the solution to Caroline, but I think there was something special about the heart of the people there that came with us from Spotswood. And there was a um, genuine heart to join the work there. Does that make sense? Yeah, and for sure. I didn't realize how many people from Spotswood were from Caroline. And then the quality, um, and I can just, you know, everyone who is in my uh, connect group or my connect community group, they're just amazing people all from down there, um, you know, from Grady to Linda uh, to Maria and Sean and the Alex and, and um, Amy and David Alexander. I mean, Jimmy Moore, I mean, I can just go through the whole list. Um, Eleanor down there, um, uh, Pam Mullins. I mean, it just, they're just, there was just a quality of, heart that uh won me over um and it took years to get there right because mm -hmm. we went through several connect groups you know you and i talked together but in every step i i thought that we were making an impact that um that was more effective i guess of what we were doing before and little by little um it's become my church you know mary can share about her struggle but it was not easy, and I love that about that because if it would have been easy, it's just it just get counted as success. But because it's not easy, mm. we can give the glory to God. Does that yeah, make sense? It's a difference. There is a difference. Mary, you want to share on that? Well, you know, sometimes it's it's hard because you know we we are all uh, creatures of comfort, right? And we right. get used to seeing the same people and enjoying the same environment so it was a sh more of a struggle for me but now it feels like home that's awesome um, yeah it feels like home there and we have a great community group love our community group and god is doing amazing things and usually when we're um too comfortable that's when god wants you to change yeah and that's what god did yeah rick i want to ask you a fun question because i don't know how many people watching know but Jose is essentially your only office mate. So you guys spend a lot of time together. You said earlier about some of the, the battles you, you fought together when you guys were in the high school ministry, but you, you guys are, are, you know, we use the term fighting hole. You're a two-man fighting hole there in yeah. the uh, church plan office. What's that like day-to-day -day with Jose? I'm sure there's lots of laughs. I'm sure you guys give each other a hard time. Tell me about the life in the office with you and Jose. Yeah, he's, he's my ad man. So that's how I describe him. Good man. Yeah. He calls me the door kicker. So we, we have nicknames for each other. Uh, you know, again, Jose is one of those guys who um, he's always going to go the extra mile. He's always going to work hard. He's always going to dig deeper. And, you know, I mean, we love each other. We rub each other the wrong way sometimes. And we, you know, have a few little words and then we say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to come across like that. And then <laughs> we, we kiss and make up. So it goes on. So uh, no, none of the kissing, but we make up. So, yeah, I mean, we love each other and we're in the trenches. And, and what I've learned years ago with this, when you're in the trenches together, you're going to have those moments, right? And what you do is you choose relationship over the conflict. And so for me, him and Mary are always more important than whatever conflict uh, I might have or he might have with me. So that's just reality. But yeah, I mean, 
he's super, he's been super faithful. And in the midst of the last two and a half years, him and Mary have been through a lot. Uh, obviously, Puerto Rico um, has been devastated uh, from natural disasters. And so he had to go get his brother, his mom, his sister. They've lived here. He supported them a lot. Mary's been through some health things. And so there's just been a lot of adversity. And I know he took a break for a while from things, but he stepped right back in with some things eased up. And uh, him and Mary just been a huge support to my family and to our, our ministry of uh, Scottsdale Ladies. And so he's just a huge blessing. So, yeah, I think I think it's pretty universal that that there's always a crowd of people around Jose and Mary on Sunday mornings because they're just they're so fun to talk to. There's always a hug, always a smile. I know we won't be able to hug for a while with the, this whole uh, coronavirus, but I know everyone at the church, uh, they love you. They love seeing you. My daughters especially love Jose. Jose, most people don't know, like he's one of the greatest storytellers at our church. And my daughters like ask, can we go to lunch with Jose? Because they want to hear another one of Jose's stories. There's the story about you jumping off a roof at some point when you're a kid thinking you're Superman. You just have endless stories. And so everyone loves being around you guys. You guys are such a blessing to us. And we really enjoyed talking with you guys tonight. So thank you. Well, thank you can Danny. I just add one more thing? Sure. <clears throat> You know, one of the greatest miracles that people um, don't think see is when someone gives their lives to Christ. Mm. And in my life, the one of the greatest miracles I got to witness, witness was seeing the transformation of my wife as she accepted Christ. I was not there for that moment, but I was there six months later when I got to see this amazing heart. And uh, you were talking about people gathering. And, and I'll tell you, I... I don't have the gift that Mary has to connect with people. She truly has a heart um, that to me has encouraged me uh, in so many ways. And she encourages so many other people too. We have uh, our limitations, you know, we're both both barely over, I'm over 60 <laughs> a little bit. She's much younger than that. Sure, sure. But, but it is, it is it's good to know that every morning when I get up, I can look into my wife and see the heart, the love, Christ loves Christ, and that has been very transformative to me. And through the many uh, issues and troubles that we have gone through, um, we have always turned to God, and that has been very transformative. And so, a lot of what you said, yeah, you know, people like the funny accent, and but it's, it is my wife <laughs> who really brings their heart to a lot of that relationship part. And, and, and I believe in the miracle of salvation and how it transformed people. That's awesome. Right here. But, and you oh, just banked. Man. Yes. <laughs> I think you just banked like enough brownie points till next Mother's Day. So that was, that was <laughs> I know you were genuine, but I, I appreciate you. Sharing that. Well, yeah. once again, as always, we want to thank our producer, Pete, who's going to fix anything that we messed up during the podcast. He is incredible and we are thankful to have him on the team. Join us next week when we introduce our other new elder. And then as I had mentioned previously on the last podcast, we're going to start to talk through some of the topics that are on everybody's mind on the podcast. We'll bring back some of the other elders, and, and we look forward to, to doing that soon. But we will see you next week for our other new elder. Have a good night. See you guys. Bye, Kenny. Love you guys. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Pete. Take care. Yeah, Bye, thanks church. for joining us.